Hi, this is Sarah Ann Macklin with the Live Well, Be Well podcast. And here's a bite-sized moment of our mini-series. Today we explore, do our genetics play a factor in how much sleep we ideally need a night? And if so, is the eight-hour rule really true? It is really important to say that everyone is individual and it would be really interesting to hear your insights surrounding genetics because there's this common messaging around the eight hours sleep window a night. Many of us can create fear for oneself if we aren't fitting into these eight hours. On the other hand, there are people such as Donald Trump and Margaret Thatcher who have spoken openly around only needing four to five hours sleep a night. So is there anything around our genetics here which actually determines how much sleep one actually needs? It's a fascinating question, isn't it? And like I said, in in my particular journey, I was always interested talking to professors of sleep and, you know, did they have a definitive approach to create all these things we're talking about? And they just went, no, you know, I just approach sleep just like you do, Nick, you know, (laughs) and all the various variables of it. You know, one minute you're on your own as a single person, then maybe you get a sleeping partner and things change. Then maybe a child comes along and they're waking you up in the middle of the night because they're sleeping polyphasically and you're trying to sleep monophasically. How does that apply to a nurse or a surgeon? Night shift workers, multi-shift workers, frontline workers, they just ignore it because there's no opportunity for them to focus on an eight-hour block. And then... Up until the electric light bulb came along, right? which is not that long ago. You know, it's Victorian times in our world. We never used to try and sleep in one block. So our eight hours, which is 30-odd percent of 24, we need to be optimizing human recovery in around 30-odd percent of every 24, depending on our behavior. But that's about where it is. So that's eight hours out of 24. But those eight hours worth of recovery or more, as you're growing up, was always developed through that 24 hours. That's the polyphasic term. So it's kind of not that long ago that we'd never tried to just sleep in one block and get all eight hours in one block. We would gather our recovery throughout that 24-hour period. So you kind of like, okay, then, well, that's how Margaret Thatcher did it. Or that how is, I won't even mention his name. Well, I shouldn't have mentioned Margaret Thatcher either. And suddenly I'm working with elite athletes and, you know, swimmers are swimming at four o'clock in the morning and performing at 11 o'clock at night on the other side of the world and traveling and planes and hotels and, and all sorts of things. And paradigm shifting stuff was coming in from the late 90s to where we are now with phones and social media and all sorts of stuff. And it's like, whoa, you know, now we're drinking two liters of water a day where we didn't even think about water before. You know, there was all these pretty paradigm shifting things happening from the late 90s to where we are now. And it was just, you just start to realize that you can't keep telling people that if they don't get eight hours, you know, they're going to die. Or in later life, there's going to be all sorts of complications. You've got to find some way that they feel confident and comfortable with their optimizing their recovery with something that they're out of control with. So how do you shift that back and say, I'm not interested in how many hours you allocate to sleep. I'm interested in the quality of your sleep, and I'm interested in how you approach sleep. So everything you do from the point of wake throughout your day, 
Have you got some rhythm? Have you got some balance? Have you got some patterns? Because unless those things are in place, it doesn't matter how many hours you allocate to it. Your brain's not going to reveal it. There are certain people, human beings, they are, you know, maybe a little further along the Darwinian pathway, depending on where you come from and what you believe, right? They seem to be like Usain Bolt can run faster than anybody else. Or there is a person who can live off three hours. There's four girls who've just rowed a boat across, you know, a big old piece of water, broken a record, and they're all in a little boat together. It doesn't take too much imagination that they are very close in every aspect. And they're getting like two or three hours for a period of time. You know, as I started to work with extreme athletes, you know, single-handed round-the-world sailors on a boat for three months, and they could only sleep if certain criteria was there. I was a parent. You know, it's just like, wow. What I've got to do is if I'm constantly worrying about if I don't get my eight hours, allocate eight hours, and when I go into sleep, I don't get the quality from it. And if I wake up in the middle of the night at 2 o'clock and I'm worrying about that because I can't get back to sleep, I wake up early. I don't feel great. I seem to be in a sleep state, you know, all of those eight hours, nine hours, but I don't feel refreshed. And I think that's the thing about the trackers sometimes. You'll, you'll wake up and the tracker says this, but you feel like that. And you're not quite sure why the contradiction is there. So it's not necessarily about myths. It's actually these people who you mentioned and many others who are not so famous and do great jobs, long-haul pilots, you know, surgeons working through the night, transplant surgeons on pages, having to react at any particular moment, parents, as I say. You know, what they're doing is they are adopting a polyphasic approach. Whether they're planning it that way is another argument. Maybe it's just the pressures of what they're doing. But you can actually recover in a polyphasic way. It's not unnatural to us. It's just you have to find your own way to do it. And I think those people, and there's many more, you know, the list is endless, including myself, who a long time ago just decided to stop worrying about sleep. It was pointless and just concentrate on doing all these little things that I know helps my brain. So when I do enter a sleep state, it takes over and gives me the best it possibly can. And I just keep cracking on because the more I have the rhythm to my day, the more chance it's got to reveal that, never mind how many hours it is. So that's probably the best I can do. Thank you for listening. For the full interview, follow the link in the show notes and be sure to subscribe, follow and share the Live Well, Be Well podcast with the season launch of Series 9 coming very soon. Before you go, I have something new to tell you about. There's brand new bonus content waiting for you with every new guest I speak to. These are exclusively for my inner circle of Apple subscribers. To listen now, head to the Live Well, Be Well show page on Apple Podcasts, where you can activate your free trial and you can enjoy the podcast without adverts.